Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. All right, Dan, thank you so much for that rousing introduction. Appreciate that. (laughs) Welcome, everybody. Welcome to another Marketing Experiments web clinic. We are so glad that you could join us today. It's a privilege to be here with you. Um, We just got back from, uh, I believe it was New York City. Uh, It's like flying overnight. Uh, Back from New York City uh, at our Web Optimization Summit. Uh, I know that some of you on the line got to meet some of you there. That was real exciting. Uh, it was just a great time. Got to hear from Dr. Flint McLaughlin. Got to hear from Professor Michael Norton. Got to hear a lot of different people sharing what's working and what's not in web optimization. Uh, today, we're actually going to be looking at a pretty interesting topic, uh, potentially an even contentious topic. Uh, does green marketing really work? I like that question because that question really represents the kind of the mantra here at Marketing Experiments. Uh, we've got oftentimes we have hundreds of marketers that are joining these calls. We've had hundreds register for this clinic today. And, 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 and the, 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 the force behind this, the idea behind this is we don't want to be told, hey, green marketing works. We don't want to be told, hey, you should just do green marketing because everyone else is doing green marketing. We actually want to test it. And we want to know through testing customer response, customer behavior, does green marketing actually work? And so we're covering that today. Uh, we're going to be looking particularly at a specific a specific test with one of our uh, research partners uh, where we actually tested uh, a claim of green marketing against one not being present or not being emphasized on the page. And we're actually going to watch to see, okay, what actually happened in the kind of cognitive psychology of the, the customer. Then we're going to pan out and, and ask ourselves, okay, so what can we learn as marketers on this line who have the opportunity to leverage green marketing? What can we learn from this test uh, to apply to our own campaigns? Uh, it's going to be a pretty exciting day. Um, let me just say this on the outset. I wasn't sure where I was going to say this, but I know I have to say it somewhere. Uh, marketing experiments, um, we hold no official position on, on environmental or green marketing or anything. At the end of the day, um, we realize that the, kind of the, the impetus behind green marketing transcends even customer response. And so all we want to do in this test, all we want to do in this clinic is ask ourselves, how much does green marketing actually impact customer behavior. Is it actually valuable to them? Now, what you do with it and whether or not you still go with green marketing, uh, that's, that's up to you. That's not something marketing experiments is necessarily coming out with a stance on. So with that said, with the caveat said, let me say this. We like to, if you've been on these calls before, I know many of you have, but if you haven't, we like this to be more than just a monologue where I'm just talking to you or you're just listening to me. We want this to be a conversation, a two-way dialogue. Uh, I have on my screen right now two uh, different ways in which you can talk to me. The first is what you can see on the screen, the hashtag web clinic. I've got Twitter uh, coming up there. I can see your comments coming through. I see a comment from Grant Baker right there, working to understand so-called green marketing. Uh, I see comments coming in through uh, in the GoToWebinar platform, the question and answer feature coming in from Jan and Dave and Kristen. So uh, I would encourage you right now, if you've never used this before, just do a test. 
Uh, see if you can use go, uh, question and answer feature provided by GoToWebinar or send us a tweet through hashtag WebClinic. We have a whole team standing by to engage with you, not only at the content level, but if for some reason you have any technical difficulties or anything like that, uh, you can get to us and through this team uh, through those channels. Joining me today, like I said, my name is Austin McCraw. I'm the Senior Director of Content Production here at Mech Labs. I've got two special guests with me today who are going to be helping with some live optimization at the very end of this presentation. I've got Lauren Pitchford. She is a Senior Optimization Manager at Mech Labs. And I've got Ben Phillip, who is a Senior Manager of the Data Sciences team here at Mech Labs. These guys are day in, day out, running experimentation, optimizing pages. They see all the tests that are coming through the lab. And guys, they're, they're going to be... We're going to be trying to, and I'll be doing this with you, trying to pull from them as much insight, as much application as we can to your specific pages. Once we get through the test and the key principles and the discoveries we've made about green marketing, we're going to turn it quickly, as fast as possible, to improving your own pages. So I'm going to move as fast as possible to try to get through the content so we can spend more time looking at your pages. I think that is everything I need to say, and I think I can jump straight into this pretty interesting experiment. So this is test protocol 11.009 in the Mech Labs research library. Like I said, all these experiments are coming uh, from Mech Labs. Marketing experiments is powered by Mech Labs and the research we're doing there in, uh, in our laboratories with our analysts, with our data scientists. And this is one particular test that came to the lab recently where we're working with a mid-sized furniture company selling mattresses. So this organization was trying to sell matches, common product, it's out there everywhere. We're working with them to try to sell matches online, and the overall goal here of this test was to increase the number of mattresses per, mattress purchases. So trying to get more people to buy mattresses. This is the end-all, be-all, KPI metric for online marketing. Are we going to increase the sales? Are we going to get more people to buy? And we ran basically an A-B variable split test uh, in which we tested two different versions of a page and we ran it until we saw one page was actually uh, either outperforming or not outperforming uh, another page at a 95% level of statistical confidence. So let me show you those pages. Here is one of the pages. Okay, Here is the control. Version A of the page. Look at this page. And essentially, this is a product, is an organic latex mattress. It is one of the only few mattresses that are green gold certified. Okay, so this is one of their organic mattresses. This is a mattress company. And basically, if you can see right there, it's kind of hard to see on the screen. And honestly, it was something that the customer could potentially miss on the page. But I'm going to show you there, highlighted right there, it says green guard gold certified. And this is the control. This is the original page. And the question we had... And the question I'll pose to everyone on the line is how much impact could that green gold, green guard gold, try saying that three times, green guard gold certification, how much impact could that actually have if we emphasized it more? The assumption here is that maybe people aren't seeing it. Maybe people aren't understanding that aspect of the mattress. What would happen if we actually emphasized it? And that's what we did here in the treatment. Now, everything on the page has stayed the same. All we have done on this page is added a call-out. We've expanded kind of the description text for this mattress, explaining exactly what we mean by Green Guard Seal or Green Guard Certification. You can see it right there. Oftentimes when we show you pages, we're testing many different things. 
In this test, we focus specifically on the potential impact that this green guard, or this kind of green marketing uh, strategy would have on the results. So I'm going to put these two beside you. And again, let me just say this. Uh, no matter what the results are, it, 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 this doesn't necessarily represent a stance from marketing experiments, okay? We're just asking ourselves how much impact it could have on the customer. So let me ask you, let me ask you right now, if you were put between these two options, if you had to choose, which do you think will generate the more response? The one that emphasized version B, the, the, the treatment, would, is that going to generate more response? Or is treatment A? Or let me give you this third, third option. Will it be insignificant? Will there be no difference? So will treatment A win? Will treatment B win? Or will they be essentially equal? Go ahead and let me know what you think. I see some no differences coming in. I see about the same from Norma. I see some people voting for B. I see a lot of Bs. I see a couple As. It seems like most of the, op most of the audience has a disposition towards B with a few no differences and a few As. Okay, Lee, I see another A coming in here. Uh, pretty confident there, Lee. Um, let's take a look at the results. Now, I'll, I'll say this. If you were to put these in front of me, I, I honestly would not know the response. But let me show you. Um, and honestly, we, we hold no punches. So if it was one way or the other, we would show you the results. But in this situation, if you look at the results on the screen, those who said B, those who said that emphasizing the green marketing tactic would outperform the other or would have an impact, believe it or not, you were right. You were correct. Actually bringing out the green guard copy, emphasizing it, actually generated more response. It's pretty exciting, huh? I know many of you uh, like wanted to see that, and there you are. You see it. And again, it's, it, this is all about testing what really works. We're often faced with decisions. Do we do it or do we not do it? Well, here we tested it, and the test results say that actually focusing on green marketing will generate a response. And so the question that we asked at the very beginning was, does green marketing work? And what this test shows us and honestly, we'd want to test this across different industries, different platforms, but this test alone has given us an insight about green marketing, and it is this, that green marketing can be effective. It can be strategically effective if done right. And so my question today, and when working with analysts and looking at this test result, asking ourselves, what was it about this green marketing tactic, this green marketing uh, section of the page that made it so Effective. What was it about the way we used it? What was it about the way we messaged it? Because there's a lot of strategy, not just in the concept of, okay, now we're green. But if you notice, we're explaining this green gold seal, this green guard gold seal, in such a way as to really maximize the effectiveness of this green marketing. And my question is, how did we do that? What was it about this that actually made it effective? Because if we know that, then you get more than just, hey, is green marketing effective? You actually get something you can walk back, you can evaluate your own green marketing tactics with uh, and apply this to your page. So, with that said, there were essentially four key observations. When we were trying to decide, should we emphasize this or should we not, there were four key observations that kind of rose to the surface. And so we're going to look at those four factors that made this particular green marketing campaign successful. And you're going to want to grade your own campaigns by these four factors. And here's the first. This may take some explanation, but I think this is incredibly important. So why was the green marketing so effective in this campaign? Well, here's potentially one reason. 
One reason is because the value of the green marketing was tangible. It was actually tangible. It was actually something that directly connected to the customer experience. We're talking about mattresses here. And our green, our green marketing approach actually connected to the mattresses, meaning it actually impacted the, uh, the customer experience of that product. So often, and I, and I see this all the time, I go places, I see green marketing, and it's completely disconnected from the customer experience. Let me show you one that I see over and over again. And I know I have many people on this line who have seen this and most likely ignored this. I'm not saying that everyone ignored it, but I'd say most of us uh, ignored this morning. At the Hilton, often, or any, really, honestly, any hotel, you see this, uh, this little notification. Hey, save water by reusing your towels. How many of you have seen that out there? Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, you can raise your hand using the question and answer feature. Uh, no, joking aside. How many of you have seen this out there? Save water by reusing your towels. Let me ask you this. How connected is that to your overall experience of the hotel? Does that improve your experience of the hotel? No, it really doesn't. If anything, it improves something, right? It improves their bottom line. And most of us are thinking skeptically in our head, because I know how we think as marketers. Yeah, you just want me to do this so that you can, you can decrease your, your washing costs. I mean, yeah, you're saying you're, you're, uh, you're saving water, but what really is motivating you to put this? Because honestly... Uh, every single hotel on the planet has this notification on their sign. And, uh, I mean, would we agree that maybe not every single... I mean, isn't there other ways that hotels could be green? So what really is the motivation behind this? But beside that, this request, this marketing tactic does nothing to your experience. It does not increase the value of your experience at all. Let me show you another one. This one's kind of funny. Uh, it's kind of creative. And this is something that uh, you have to be careful of there creatives. We want clarity, not creativity. Uh, not that they're opposed to one another, but we're striving for clarity. Here's GE's campaign to a B2C audience, Echo Imagination. And what they're trying to communicate here is that GE is environmentally friendly. But how connected is this to my experience? How connected is, is how connected to this is is how connected is this to my overall experience of GE products? How does this connect to a dishwasher? How does this connect to a refrigerator? How does this connect to the things that I experience day in and day out? You say that's a jet engine on there. That's great. Let's, let's go that way. How does this connect to my experience on an airplane? It doesn't. I mean, yes, it tells me you're green, but here's the disconnect. There's no tangible value that your green marketing is bringing to my life. Here's another one, and this one I think is very interesting, and I know that many of us have kind of walked uh, the, the grocery store aisles trying to buy some toilet paper, and we see the, the green marketed toilet paper. Now think about this for a moment. There's other factors that we're going to talk about that might make this effective, but just think about the tangible aspect for a moment. How connected is this to the customer experience? Honestly, you can make an argument, and I would argue that it is connected to the customer experience. However, am I... So I am being mic'd up right now as I talk, which is a little bit distracting, but I think I can keep going. So hopefully you guys can hear me on the line there, but essentially, essentially, what's going on here... <laughs> think about it for a moment, okay? Now this is kind of deep, all right? 
This is kind of deep. The green marketing. Give me just one second here. I'm going to take my jacket off. All right. So I'll put this on my belt here. Just to stand by for a moment. Get some help there. Clip that to my tie. Again, sorry for the delay here. We have a whole team standing by. Apparently, we've been having some microphone issues. And we are trying to fix that for you on the line right near now on the fly. If you don't know, and I know many of you have seen our replays on this, I'm actually in a green screen room studio right here. I'm being videotaped, being recorded. I've got people all surrounding me. It's kind of a little awkward, everyone watching you. I've got the camera in front of me, which I'm trying to talk to you. Uh, all of this is being recorded so that we can publish this through our uh, marketing experiments research library. I think I'm good. Luke, can you give me a signal? Am I good to keep going? Excellent. So let me, let me just kind of go through this again real quick. For those of you who didn't hear, so we're looking at, these are examples of green marketing that actually isn't tangible. It's not, and you, we may be able to argue that maybe it has some tangibility, but it's less tangible than the example we just looked at. For the toilet paper, it is connected to the product, but honestly, if we think about it, and, we, and I, I polled the, uh, the office here uh, about what's your impression of this, how does this ex affect your experience, believe it or not, the toilet paper may have actually a negative tangibility or connection to the product because we think recycled toilet paper, and what do we think? What concerns, what questions arise in our mind? Well, maybe it's not going to be that durable. Or, uh, on a more personal note, maybe it's not that comfortable, right? And so some of us may even stray away from the green product because, you know, we have less concerns about the paper impact and we're having more concerns about the negative impact to the experience of the product. All I'm trying to get you to see here with these examples is a disconnect or a negative connection to the, to the way the product feels, to the way the product is experienced. With the example we looked at earlier, the reason why, one reason why it was so effective is it's because it directed or it connected uh, powerfully to the experience of the product itself. We're talking about beds here. And this kind of green guard gold certification actually means that we have a higher quality product. We have a product where there's less volatile organic compounds that are being taken out of. You're going to have less exposure to harmful chemicals. It is connected to the product itself. By having this green marketing, I actually am improving the experience of the product itself. And that's one reason why it's incredibly effective. Here's a second observation and here's a second reason why the green marketing in this instance was very effective. Next thing up, next thing up is it was relevant. And it was relevant to a concern that the customer was bringing to the table. It wasn't a concern that we had to kind of introduce in the middle of the, the conversation. It was a concern that they were bringing to the table. They were concerned about uh, the chemicals, and particularly if you're buying mattresses for children or for elderly people. In the copy, and I'll show you in a minute, in the copy itself, it says, we are, this product is Gold, gold uh, Guard certified, which means that it's going to be, it's going to create less skin irritation. It's going to be less harmful to your, to your body. And particularly if you're younger, if you're old. So it was relevant. It was, it was connected to a concern that the customer was already bringing to the table. But let me ask you this. How many of you bring a concern about jet, uh, jet fuel or flying green when you're buying a, an airplane? And let's just be honest with ourselves just for a moment. Most of us are concerned about what? We're concerned about getting to the right place at the right time. We're, con we're, we're concerned about comfort. 
oftentimes the last thing on our mind is whether or not the jet is actually green or not green. Now, you could introduce that into the conversation and it could become relevant in the conversation, but it's less relevant than something where you, you are actually, the customer is bringing the concern to the table like they did with a mattress. Here's one. I think this one is kind of funny. I didn't know this actually existed on the market, but this is actually biodegradable sunscreen. So people buying sunscreen, one of the options here, and it's in a nice green bottle, right? It's green marketing, uh, and it even has green in the title. It's biodegradable sunscreen. I'm not sure why someone wants biodegradable sunscreen. I generally would like my sunscreen to stick on me. No critique there. I know that actually there is probably a connection to the overall chemicals in this bottle, and we're trying to say that there's less of those chemicals. It's biodegradable. It's more natural. But how many of you were concerned about that when buying sunscreen? What's your real concern when you're buying sunscreen? Sun protection, sunblock, or the way it's going to impact your tan or your etc. It's not as relevant to the actual concern or the actual motivation of the customer. Here's a final one. Pens, same thing, biodegradable pens. How many of you are concerned about your pens being biodegradable when you're purchasing pens? I just show these as extreme examples of kind of a disconnect in the concerns or the thought process of the customer when they're buying your products. Now, I'm not saying that you can't fly green. I'm not saying that you can't have biodegradable sunscreen or biodegradable pins. I'm not saying those are good or those are bad. I'm just saying it's actually going to be a lot harder for you to create relevance to the customer between your green marketing and the actual product itself because the customers aren't bringing these concerns. Like I said earlier, one of the reasons why this Green Guard Gold Seal was so effective and one of the reasons why we thought we should emphasize it was because the customers were coming with these concerns. They're concerns about their family. You can keep your family uh, and the environment around you safe. It is perfect for those with skin sensitivity and allergies. It's directly connected and relevant to something that the customer is already concerned about. So why is this effective? We've talked about two things so far. Number one, it was tangible. Number two, it was relevant. And number three, it was unique. It was unique. This is the problem that a lot of green marketing struggles with. They're actually by, uh, with this green guard uh, seal of approval, this was something that people weren't getting elsewhere. This is something that very few of their competitors actually have. And by emphasizing it, by talking about it, we actually created exclusivity, a uniqueness around the mattresses itself. We teach on value propositions of products, or product-level value propositions. We talk about them needing to have appeal and exclusivity. One of the things we did by adding the green marketing here is we actually amped up the exclusivity of the product itself. When you can do that, your green marketing is incredibly more effective because you have impacted the actual essence of the value proposition. Let me show you some examples that we see across the web. Right? So here's HostGator, a hosting solution. HostGator, hosting solution. HostGator has gone green. That sounds exciting. HostGator's gone green. Maybe HostGator would have the company logic, hey, we're green. This is, this is amazing. But look at this. Not only has HostGator gone green, but DreamHost has gone green. Green Geeks has gone green. Asno.net has gone green. And not only are they green, they're powered by air. But hey, wait, so is Fat Cal. And all these hosting solutions are green. So what is the exclusivity of this? It's very low. And so by adding it, it will have less 
impact in the mind of the customers because the product, even though it's connected, even though it's tangible, it's not exclusive. It's not unique. You've got to find a way, HostGator. You've got to find a way, all these groups, to uh, explain how you've gone green in a way that makes you exclusive. Same thing, here's another example, BPA-free bottles. You might think that you're the only BPA-free bottle, but hey, just a cursory kind of look across the web, there are thousands upon thousands of BPA bottles. In fact, in some sense, for this industry, that has become a standard. And so the more you can, as a, a, a marketer or as an organization, distinguish why your green marketing makes you different, um, the more you can do that, the more effective your green marketing strategies will be. Here's the final observation. I'll show you this actually. So where do we do this here? Unlike most of our competitors, our entire mattresses is 100% certified by Green Gold. If we could, we would punch up the value even more. We would get a, a certification that none of the competitors have. But here we've gone as far as we can. And we, this actual emphasis is saying, hey, listen, we have something that most of the competitors do not have. And it amped up the exclusivity. Here's the final piece. And honestly, I know some of you are looking at these and you're wondering, I, I can't really control the product. I can't really control the relevance. I'm kind of stuck there. Here's this last point. Anyone on this line who has green marketing can control. The evidence of it, of the one we looked at at the very beginning, was believable. It was credible. In fact, the way we explained it, we explained it in such a way that the green marketing was believable, it was tangible. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Obviously, many of us have seen, if you're familiar with green marketing, you've seen all the news stories, all the news articles out there where greenwashing is a factor, and I'm not going to spend any time here, only to say that when we say green marketing, oftentimes our customer now with the, kind of the track record of companies, they probably don't believe us. And green marketing itself has suffered from a crisis of trust and believability. So when we go to express our green marketing, we have to do such, we have to do so in such a way as to make it credible. So here's how we did it in this campaign. We made it incredibly believable and we did it in three ways. First, we verified the actual green marketing. So we brought in, we didn't just claim, hey, we're, we're, we're a mattress that is green and we're a mattress that pays attention to the chemicals put into the product. No, we had an outside group, uh, a kind of a high authority outside group come in and say, these guys are certified green. That is verification. Don't boast yourself. Let someone else do your bragging when it comes to green marketing. Here's something else we did. We brought specifics to the table. Don't just make qualitative claims. Don't just tell me you're the greenest. Tell me how. In this case, we said, our how powerful this is. Our mattresses get reviewed quarterly to maintain the SILV approval. And then we get specific about the date. The last certification was January 4th, 2014. Bring specifics to your claims of green marketing. Here is the final and probably one of the most potent and one that anyone on this line can do. Bring quantification to your claims. We don't just say that we're removing the chemicals. We talk about how many specific chemicals we have tested our mattresses for. Over 360 volatile organic compounds have been uh, analyzed and have been reviewed and the mattresses have been tested to ensure that none of those are present. So you don't have to worry about allergies. You don't have to worry about skin sensitivity. Our mattresses are pure and they're green certified. It's been verified. We've been specific about how we did it. And then we quantified the actual uh, compounds that we were analyzing to get this gold certification. So, where does that leave us? Here's kind of a summary. Does green marketing work? 
The answer is it can. It can work. Also, let me say this. It also might not work. Don't just assume that green marketing is going to work. In fact, its effectiveness is tied to four things that we saw in this, at least four things. There could be more. But from this test, we see four key things that have impacted the green marketing effectiveness in this campaign. Here's the first, the tangibleness of it. The second, the relevance of it. The third, the uniqueness of it. And then finally, the believability of it. If you can actually right now pull out your pages, we're about to look at pages together, but if you can pull out your pages, you can ask yourself how tangible, in fact, I think I have a checklist on the next slide. Honestly, everyone on this call will get these slides after this call in about a week. We're going to publish these for you. You'll get an email receiving these, but you can honestly hold this checklist to your green marketing campaigns to check their effectiveness. Now, you may not be able to check all these off, but the more you can check off, check off the more effective your green marketing will be. Now, I am done. I am done looking at those tests. I tried to power through the content so we can at least look at a, a, a couple pages. Okay, so we're going to go straight to live optimization. I'm going to have Ben and Lauren come up. What we want to do here, okay, because we always want to tie what we're talking about, talking about down to the ground, okay? Because we have talked about theoretically, we've looked at a case study, but how can these marketers begin applying to their own pages? So we're going to look at pages. Before we do, let me say one thing. If you haven't seen this yet, this is pretty cool. This is a Marketing Sherpa e-commerce benchmark study. Our sister company, Marketing Sherpa, has just re- uh, released one of the most comprehensive uh, e-commerce studies in the industry, looking at marketers, looking at customers, the way they're behaving in the e-commerce space. So if that's re- relevant to you, uh, check it out here, uh, marketingsherpa.com slash e-commerce. I think it's completely free. You can download it uh, by simply filling out a form. So... Check it out there. You can see, uh, you can kind of see the metrics there. All right, Ben and Lauren, I am pulling up the first page on our screen right now. And I believe it's a homepage. We'll look at it right now. Power Technology from Chicago. Uh, you can see the primary audience is the food industry. This is the homepage. Do we know who this was submitted by, Paul? Okay, we don't know who it was submitted by. If you're on the line, just, you can just say, hey, that's my page. Uh, but audience, right now, take a look at this page. Based on what we've talked about today, the whole kind of uh, product here, the whole angle of the, uh, really the company is green. Mm-hmm. Now think about the tangible, think about the relevance. Audience, how would you improve this campaign? What is the focus, says Paul? That's a really good question. One of the first things you see on this page is, you know, what do I even do on this page? Good comments coming through. Uh, I want, so I see another comment coming from Gina. Okay, a lot of comments coming through. So new headline, how much energy cost will it save? I would add a calculator to quantify those things. So those are some of the comments coming in from the audience. But let me ask you guys, looking at this page immediately, what are some of the first things you do to uh, improve the way they're doing their green marketing here? Um, the first thing that I see when looking at this page is that, once again, we're in a space where energy savings is already the kind of standard in the industry, right? So you have to quantify to me how much more energy I'm going to save. I liked her comment that we have to quantify the amount of energy, but I'd like to see a comparison of how much more exactly you're going to save. And and so to Ben's point, what that is connected to in some sense is the exclusivity. In this industry, everyone is claiming energy efficiency. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to intensify that expression through a calculator or through a comparison chart, some way to say, hey, we are more energy efficient than the others. Correct? Good. Any thoughts, Lauren? Yeah, I think the other thing, too, would just be centralizing your messaging. We've got a lot of different claims that kind of say the same thing in multiple places, such as go green, save the environment, buy direct, save money. Uh, We have the same headline twice. 
And so if we kind of combine all of that, and some of the places, if you scroll down and below the products there, has some really good information, but it's very scattered. So if we can combine that into a single statement, add that quantification, um, and really bulk up the value in one centralized place, I think it could tell a better story and really have more impact. Good. Um, one of the things that I see on this page, is I, and I remember when Paul pulled, pulled it in front of me, I didn't know what to do on this page. Exactly. And yeah. what, what, are you, what is the primary objective on this page? Uh, is there something that you're, because honestly, I can't even find the call to action apart from the navigation. And if the navigation is the primary call to action, you're wanting to go deeper in the process, you can make that a lot clearer there uh, in the kind of the main real estate you have on the page. You can start helping people self-select support. Are you looking for this? Is this, you know, or are you this type of person? And mm -hmm. you can help people self-select. So, any other thoughts? Uh, just the other thought that I had around this page is the company's power technology Chicago. But I need to know, are you a nationwide vendor? Or is this only for Chicago? If I come to the page and I'm in St. Louis, can I still use your product? So some messaging around who your customer uh, base really is and who yeah. you're trying to speak to. Yep. And, and looking at the, uh, honestly, looking at the comments from the, uh, from the audience, looking at the comments from the audience, there's just a lot of confusion around this page altogether. And so kind of welcoming, <coughs> welcoming, welcoming me on this page uh, with some sort of information on who you are, what you do, how you came to business, what makes you different would, make, would go a long way on this page. Let's pull up one more page. I know we're low on time, and I know the audience is sticking around for this. So let's pull up one more page. And uh, audience, look at this page real quick. I want to see how fast you can respond. Let me know. Do you see any opportunities? I have crown bees coming up. This is actually one of the more interesting pages I've seen on the webinar. This is actually, an, uh, the audience for this page is actually beekeepers. Okay, so audience, put your beekeeping hat on <laughs> right now and ask yourself, how would you improve this page? Now again, this is again connected to green marketing, alright? <laughs> I like their tagline. The gentle bee company versus the rough bee company, right? So are the, bee, are the bees gentle or are we gentle? That was my question. Is gentle bees a type of bee that That's we a, don't know about? Yeah. That's a good point. Um, that was definitely a confusion point for me because I do have um, different types of bees listed. <laughs> I see Dave here. I see some comments coming in. This page is very uh, busy, busy, and busy. actually Dave said uh, this is a buzzing page. Well done, Dave. That was a good, <laughs> a good uh, comment. But overall, the feedback I'm getting for this page, uh, if this is your page, uh, the feedback is it's confusion, confusing. I don't quite know what you're selling here. I don't quite know what it is that you're offering. What is because of gentle bees? What are gentle bees? What does that mean? Well, yeah, and then the tagline itself is, you know, punctuation doesn't really lead the reader into reading it the correct way. Because the first time I read this, it was, you'll get healthy melons, squash legumes, raised bumblebees, or leafcutter bees. So those are actually two different statements, right? Yep. We're, we're trying to say what kind of bees we have. Mm -hmm. We're also trying to say what you're going to get if you raise the bees. Yep. Um, so we, we need to clarify those two statements and, and then like make them uh, less combined. And you're really losing the value that they're trying to offer by doing that. That's good. I think last quick point would be credibility on this site because um, it looks like a very homegrown site. And so, you know, how are you the authority on beekeeping and gr growing bees? Are these going to be, you know, just bees that you grew in your backyard? Or, like, where? how are you growing these and what makes you a credible source for that? And that's not really – I think we start to touch on it a little bit at the bottom, but if we can bring that up to the top and really – um, boost authority, I think that would be really helpful. Yeah, and, and, and I think that's an excellent point. And let me just, final thought here. I, 
we have confusion around gentle bees. It sounds to me like you're trying to leverage that uh, in some way to create exclusivity, but I don't know quite yet how that connects yeah. to the bees I'm actually going to get or potentially the flowers or the fruit that are going to be produced. I see images of it, but I have no idea how that connects and what are gentle bees and what makes your bees different from other right. people's bees. Right. And whether you're selling bees or you're selling CRM solutions, you, everyone on this line has to make that connection for the audience. How is it different than anyone else and how is it actually going to impact my overall customer experience? Once, I just noticed this. Did you it's, see the buy bees now? Yeah. The call to action. I was, that's yeah. one thing I wanted the to talk about. The color of the tomatoes. It's, yeah, the color scheme is, could be tested, let's yep. say. Yeah. Um, you but also, you're, you're asking them to make a purchase without having given them any reason to make that purchase. That's a good point. You're having the call to action too early in the conversation. We haven't had enough micro yes, yes. junctures to, to ask to go ahead and buy bees. Honestly, you're asking me to buy, and I, all I know is that little sub-headline, <laughs> and I can't even read the sub-headline. Right. So, be, I mean, honestly, this page is one of those pages that you probably just want to kind of start over with. Bring in some copy, explaining the value. Don't ask me to buy until I can fully grasp and understand what makes you different. Bring some clarity to your offer, and then ask me to buy. And whatever you do, don't blend it in with a bundle of tomatoes, okay? Bring that call to action out in such a way that you can actually see it, and you actually want to click it. So I believe that's it for today. Thank you guys for jumping in, doing some live optimization. Always glad to have you guys. And uh, audience, again, thank you for joining. I have one thing before you go. I want to test your intuition. Some of you know what we do at the end of these web clinics. I'm going to show you a test, and I want you, the audience, to let me know which of these you think will actually outperform. This is an interesting test, completely different from what we were looking before. This is a large ebook retailer. Most of you would know who they are if I told you their name. But we're looking at, here's a page, and here, here's kind of what we were testing. We were testing different concerns. We've talked about concerns on this call, but in this page, we're actually testing uh, different concerns in the mind of the customer. So here's one potential concern. Is the checkout process secure? People are trying to check out. They may have the concern, is the checkout process secure? Here's how we addressed it. We added a secure transaction link. It's circled there. Here's the corrective, the concern and the corrective. And so that's version A. Here's another one. Oh, this is a real fun test. So here's the concern. Is my device compatible? So they're buying books and potentially the concern is, is it compatible? Am I going to be able to read this on my desktop versus my e-reader versus my smartphone versus my, my tablet? Is it compatible? And here's the corrective. We actually put an icon, a series of icons down there at the bottom that illustrate that it's compatible with all the devices. Here's the third concern. I got four total, but here's the third. It is. Is this the correct book? So am I actually getting the book that I'm interested in? Does it have the content I'm motivated by? And here's the corrective. We actually just expanded the synopsis, brought it earlier in the process, right there. You can see it. That's what we changed to address the concern. Is this the correct book? And then finally, the final one, and this is kind of interesting, can I read this immediately? How concerned are customers that they can buy this book and read it immediately? The corrective we brought into this, we highlighted the short times. We brought in, you'll receive an email confirmation of your ebook immediately. You'll be able to start reading within minutes. We have four potential concerns in the mind of the customer. I have them here in front of you. Is it the security? Is it the compatibility with different devices? Is it the book itself? Do we have the right book? Or is it the, will I get instant access? Audience, I'm going to put you in the driver's seat right here. 
Let me ask you, let me get you to vote. Which of these concerns, and I'll tell you, one of them outperformed the other. One of them was driving the customer more mad than the others. Was it security? Was it device compatibility? Was it correct book? Or was it instant access? I see response coming in. Good responses coming in. I see the lots of Bs. A lot of people are saying that it had to do with device compatibility. I see a few Ds and a few As. Come on, does anyone want to vote for C? I don't see any C's coming in. Oh, we got one C. Okay, so we have the entire gamut covered here. Everyone on the line. <laughs> Thank you, Roseanne. She put C, 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 all the way across. A lot of A's. I th- sorry, it was a lot of B's. People are thinking probably what is in the mind of the customer today is the compatibility of devices. Well, do you want to know the answer? The answer is something we're going to reveal on the next web clinic. So if you're interested in seeing these results, we're going to be talking about this test along with many other tests, asking the questions, what have we discovered over the years when it comes to product pages? You can see this clinic will be live June 18th. Go ahead and put it in your calendars. We'd love to have you there. You'll see this test, the results from this test, and many others. Guys, again, thank you for taking... I know your, de- your day is uh, busy. I know your schedule is busy, so thank you for taking time out of your schedule it is a privilege to get to serve you by revealing these discoveries and these tests. If you um, are interested in running tests just like this on your own campaigns or want to uh, submit possibly a topic or an area of testing for us, fill out this research partnership opportunities. A uh, little check mark right there on the kind of uh, post web clinic survey. We love to engage you. We're always looking for people who are interested in joining us in our endeavor to discover what really works. Again, thank you for joining the call. If you enjoy this, we make it free of charge, uh, no charge at all. Just let a friend know that you enjoyed it and share it with them. Hopefully, we'll see you back here on June 18th. And with that, thank you very much. We'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.